It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Medler, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. We got the Premier League back this weekend. Well, it was back last weekend, but we got the Champions League. We're right in the middle of it, but there's been soccer almost every single day this week. We've got soccer on Friday. We've got soccer all through the weekend. we still got Europa League to watch as when we're recording this. It's been a great week. I'm Adrian Passaro. We got Alex Moss along for the ride today. No Javier today. Not really sure what happened with that one, but it is what it is. Alex, how are you? How, how was the Champions League for you? Uh, the game or just being back? Because just being back is obviously, you know, it feels right. Yeah. You know, it feels like your parents' couch on a Sunday afternoon with NFL kicking off beer in the hand you're just like this this was this is this is how it's supposed to be at this time of day on this day of the week at this time of year this is where we're meant to be so i was obviously happy less happy with the result but i'm not i'm not i'm not giving up on champions league hopes by any by any uh, stretch of the imagination so and you know we got the liverpool chelsea uh, ghost goal bowl derby this weekend so realistically it's yeah, you we and do. me we're, yeah, we we're the important ones you know who needs arsenal the, yeah, we don't need honest. arsenal you know they're playing yeah. villa at home i mean they're probably gonna drop I, points I, you said it <laughs> um yeah i mean at this at this point yeah sure that could be an upset but uh, you, you have to think even even arsenal can put together 90 minutes against aston villa and win at home so that's probably uh it's probably a fair one to have here to miss there's plenty of important games coming I mean, up yeah, I missed Newcastle and Burnley for Liverpool, so it's it's all good. Yeah, and and I, I I'll echo your Champions League statements. I was definitely not stoked with the way Liverpool got things going against Napoli, but uh, a penalty that wasn't a penalty, and the first time that Virgil Van Dijk made a mistake this season does not have me worried whatsoever. But it was a good run for the Manchester City fans who crowned themselves champions of Europe because we lost our first game in the group stages, which we lost all three road games last year. So I'm not worried. Uh, but let's get into the Premier League. We got. Leicester City, Tottenham kicking off Saturday. Other big games of the slate for the weekend. You got Man City, Watford, West Ham, Manchester United, Arsenal, Villa, and obviously Chelsea, Liverpool. Uh, we'll take a look at some of those. We'll also kind of give you our uh, Alex will give you his thoughts on the NBC Sports Predictor app games, and as always, our bets of the week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Passaro, at asmos92 at Ghost Gold Pod and at Javier Rev Nine for his thoughts as well. Leicester City hosting Tottenham, who who get a big result last weekend. They they draw in the Champions League midweek. They're coming into this one. How are we feeling about Spurs going to a very, you know, a tough ground to go to in Leicester who didn't have midweek games to play? Do you, do you think that Leicester can at least take a point off Tottenham in this one, Alex? I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like the, the cat isn't absolutely out of the bag with Leicester, but I, I feel like we all kind of shot our wad a little too early with them last week. Everyone, I mean... Javier shows it is his bet of the week. Leicester going to United and, and beating them, just based off form, it looked like 
not not quite a safe bet because it's hard for any team in the top six, let alone uh, Leicester, to go to that that ground and get like a positive result, let alone a, a win. But it felt like United were rife for the taking, and Leicester were just kind of flat and couldn't really get uh, proper service to Vardy. So uh, you'd like to think back at home with a little bit extra rest and Tottenham coming off that uh, what turned out to be a kind of disappointing trip to Greece where they gave up a 2-0 uh, two-goal lead at Olympiacos and ended up drawing uh, you, you think there's similar conditions that Leicester should be able to put on a, a good performance at home in their first really truly big home game this season and get a win but I'm uh, I'm not positive you know they've kind of shaken my trust in them uh, would, would you would you still like maintain the same like positivity towards Leicester and say they have like a good chance of beating Tottenham this weekend? I wouldn't qualify it as like a good chance. I think there's like a decent chance for a draw. Like that's I think that's probably the best that they can hope for. They've beaten I, Tottenham look, like finally in the recent past. It's been I just look. It's 2017 was the last time they beat. Yeah, them. I remember the the Mara's goals. It was a filthy. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's not there anymore, but you know, they're still yeah. a very good team, but a different one for sure. It, and I don't, I don't want to say it's impossible. I definitely think it is possible. Um, but Spurs went to Greece. They come back disappointed, and I'm not like I'm not convinced that like, how, like that. My my concern here for Leicester is that Tottenham come back and just pull off like a worldie and go fucking ape shit because of the 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 disappointment in themselves. But we haven't seen a Tottenham team really be good enough. This is a this is a, arguably a tougher test than Olympiacos on on Sunday morning. They're coming back having played today Saturday. They morning. play the yeah the first game of the weekend. I. I'd be pretty partial to the draw here, like a one-one frustrating. You know, Tottenham, Tottenham getting a, a, you know, doing well for like the opening twenty minutes, grabbing a goal, and then Leicester working back, kind of similar what happened. Uh, um, who did Leicester did that to earlier this season, where they got that? I think it was, was it. At Chelsea. Who it is. Yeah, yeah. Fell behind I could early see, and then got the set piece in the second half. Yeah. I could one. I could. That's the script I would probably preach for this game. Look, I mean. Spurs do have the possible they have the deeper squad they can rotate uh I'm looking at the lineup that they used today Dombele's I mean, back fi- yeah and Dombele's back Kane started uh they didn't use um I mean Lamella comes off the bench Hinming Son comes on Son only played a little more than 15 minutes there's there's a rotation here for Spurs they have the roster but I don't know I I'm not buying everything that Spurs... I mean, we've talked about this. I'm not buying everything Spurs has been selling the last couple weeks. I think a win here would be a huge testament for them, but I'm not 100% sure that they're going to go in and do it. I kind of like a draw. So, I I know we didn't really get to review the the, the Palace game too much uh, on the last pod, but... It, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm making ex- excuses or something or like not uh, properly rating Spurs because I think they are a very good team. They should be favored in this Leicester game. But Crystal Palace are a team that when they've done well against the uh, better opposition against Roy Hodgson, it's, it's been where they've made things sort of like long drawn out like slog where they just sit deep defensively, get it to 20 or 30 minutes in at nil nil. Maybe start to come out a little bit then when when the initial pressure from the from their better opponents drops off, and nick a goal and go back into their defensive shell. And Tottenham just managed to blitz them in the first twenty minutes, and the game was over like very early on. So it kind of felt like yes, that's an impressive performance, but it wasn't really a true barometer of really where Spurs are 
uh, over a longer stretch of, uh, of time right now. Like, great. They were able to blitz a team that had a few mistakes and isn't very good. They're going to have a team in Leicester that's going to, frankly, maybe even outpossess them and uh, maybe even dominate them if they don't really show up at the top of their game. So um, I, I don't think the draw is like that, like, uh, outlandish of a prediction. I, I agree with you. It's probably the most likely outcome uh, just because of the quality of both teams. Uh, I, 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 it's the Leicester win that's like kind of enticing. Like, can they do it? Yeah. Can, they, can, can they get not not just a draw at Chelsea or, or a loss at United? Can they back home at the King Power? Can they get that like first signature win of the season for them? I, this isn't part of the pickums, but you know, I I would maybe even be tempted. I'll I'll say it. I think Leicester are going to win this weekend. I'm not going to. I'm going to stop right. dilly dallying. All right. I'm going to say Leicester All win this right. weekend. Vardy's having a party. That Leicester win on Fanduel is plus one eighty five, and it is it's it's tempting. Also, the overs at, at the over three and a half goals at plus two thirty, and. If Spurs hadn't played on Wednesday, they'd played on Tuesday. I think that would have been my like slam home bet of the week. Uh, the ten o'clock slate not as great as last week. Last week was one for the ages. This week we've got Burnley, Norwich, Everton, Sheffield, Manchester City taking on Watford. Which, uh, first of all, this is Watford coming off the draw against Arsenal, where they. They played well enough that they might have been able to nick a win in those those closing minutes. Man City, they have to travel to Man City. And I I was like looking at bets at this one, and there is nothing good to bet on the Manchester oh, City side of this. Yeah, like nothing. absolutely not. But and and this is that's what kind of surprises me. All the big monies there here on Manchester City. We need to address the fact that that Otamendi and and Fernandinho are the defend that the center backs for Manchester City for the next five weeks well yeah I mean since we last recorded not only has Laporte been well Laporte was injured before but since then it's announced John Stones is going to be out for five or six weeks with a with a muscle injury so that's that's their two first choice center backs down uh they started that Otamendi uh Fernandinho pairing today in the Champions League at Shakhtar and you know they had some times on the counter against Shakhtar where uh, Shakhtar weren't were able to put anything away, and they City did win three nil. But you, you can see a better opposition, uh, maybe being able to take one or two of those chances. And uh, the, the the reason that I'm not in full on panic mode for City right now, if I'm a Manchester City fan or someone that doesn't want to see Liverpool win a first title in 30 years, uh, is it, it, they're still flowing pretty well on offense. They had the, a kind of off game against Norwich where. They were creating lots of decent chances, but just came down to it at the end. They're finishing. They just kept. They kept putting a bunch of those chances straight at Cruel. And I mean, mm-hmm. I give credit to Cruel. He made some great saves uh, to keep them in uh, with the lead in that game. But there were there were some other ones where Raheem Sterling, Aguero, like Jesus, all of these players were just putting their shots with uh, time and space on the ball. They're putting them straight at Cruel. That that seems like more of an outlier than. Uh, something that we need to be panicked over for the next couple games. And City also just have, I, I wouldn't say an easy run of games because there is an away trip to Everton there that's never like traditionally easy for them. But other than that, the, their Champions League group is notably pretty soft. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got a Carabao Cup game thrown in there that I don't think they would even really care if they did somehow lose if, uh, in that. 
and and then a bunch of Premier League games where they I don't think they face another top six or quote top six side for they, a good they month got or Everton. So now. You've got Everton, and then they play Zagreb in the Champions League, and then they host Wolves. And I'm not like which, based off Wolves, this season's form, those Everton and Wolves games aren't anywhere near as uh, nope, you know, scary as they were last year. Based absolutely. off current form, purely, absolutely. So they may, like they may. This is uh, there's no good time to have both of your starting center backs down. But this is this is you know right. for Manchester for City this is a this is probably the best stretch that they could have. I think Watford are going to be able to like test City at times. With the fact that this is at the Etihad, I find it I find it hard to believe that City don't walk away with all three points. And if they don't, that's when we really need to have the full on. That's maybe where we're talking about hitting the panic button for Manchester City. But it's still too early in the season. We're five. This is week six of the league. There's still so much time that's going to go on. Like I'm, I, I'm not. No one's ready to anoint anyone champions just yet. There's a lot that can and will still happen. I do think Watford can walk away with a goal or two in this game. But I think that Manchester City are going to be able to score four more. or five I th- one. Four or five yeah, one. That's, I still think that's kind of what I'm looking at as well. Uh, that brings us to. Uh, the twelve thirty game on Saturday is Newcastle and Brighton. Not really sure that's going to be that electric, but well, hey, you know they they got to make adjustments. You know, I mean, I, honestly, they should have had the the uh, sorry the Chelsea Liverpool game Saturday at twelve thirty. One hundred percent. They had it on Sunday, so I, I, that's why I thought we were texting earlier, and I thought it was on Saturday because both Chelsea and Liverpool played in the Champions League on Tuesday night. That usually kind of has an effect, like the Europa League teams play on Thursday, so they usually play the games on Sunday. You know, both Arsenal and United, and I think Wolves too, are playing on Sunday as a result. But, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely could have flexed that Chelsea-Liverpool game to Saturday afternoon, and both teams would have been pretty well rested and ready to go. But I'll take the extra day. I will yeah. absolutely take the extra day. I'll take the extra also day, this- too. The Redskins are all, are playing on Monday night, so all I have to look forward to on Sunday is Liverpool, which is nice because my Sunday won't be ruined. Uh, but thank, that gets us to Saturday or to Sunday morning, Crystal Palace and Wolves at 9 a.m. But then the other one that we're going to look at here is West Ham taking on Manchester United at the Olympic Stadium. These ones always – some years they're really good. Other years they're not. Can Manchester United score a goal from open play this week <laughs> is my big question. That's not part of the plan, Andrew. The plan is get your pacey players into the box and fall over as soon as anyone comes near you. And, uh, I mean, I can't say it's working, but I can't say it's not working either because, I mean, can you think of a game this season that United haven't won a penalty in? I can't. <laughs> it's, uh, and, you know, there's this is a West Ham backline that's not, like, completely devoid of mistakes, especially against better opposition. Um it, the, the main questions are whether Pogba and Martial return this week. And if they do return... Are they, uh, or how close to 100% are they to, in, in order to make the match? Because United, with very much a similar team uh, last year, went and lost 3 1 at West Ham, and it, it wasn't really close. Uh, so, uh, and West Ham, I, I think most people are, are thinking they're generally uh, improved this year. They still have managed to go a little under the radar uh, after that like opening day like pounding they took from City. Uh, but Holler's been playing well. Uh, he's got a really good understanding with Felipe Anderson. Uh, they, they still have Declan Rice and Lanzini and Noble, who usually play in midfield. And, you know, the front three in general of Holler, uh, Felipe Anderson, and Yarmolenko, who's back from a really terrible injury that kept him out for, for like 90% of last year, 
that's one of the better front threes outside of the top six. Probably even a better front three than Chelsea are fielding right now, especially like on paper. I mean, it's more potential at Chelsea, but I won't dive too deep into that. Um, so, you know, there's all the makings here of a, a similar kind of result for West Ham that uh, what I'm saying is going to happen for Leicester. I, I just don't have the same trust of, of West Ham yet. You know, it, it always feels like they pop up with big home wins, maybe once or twice a season against uh, the, the, the top six sides or the traditional top six sides. I would probably go uh, closer to a draw, something like what we saw when United went to Southampton a few weeks ago. Uh, got the lead from a great Daniel James goal and then uh, conceded on a set piece and couldn't really create anything after that. So, yeah. And at what point does that really uh, start to like hamper expectations of them? Because they look, you look around them in the table, you look at Tottenham, you look at Chelsea and Arsenal. Those teams are all, you know, they haven't strung together a bunch of wins yet so far yet this season. So I wouldn't even say it's like that terrible of a result if United go to West Ham and, and, and get a draw. It might it might look good in a few weeks from now. So um, do, do you still think they're favored for this or are you starting to trust West Ham more? I, West Ham have played well over the last couple of weeks and, and you know, United are going to have to deal with the Europa League. They might rotate the squad a lot. They but... are at home this week, to be it, fair, against yeah. Astana. So like, it's not like they're going to Kazakhstan before that's having to fair. come back and play this game. That's that's very fair, but I don't like this United team. I still feel like is a team that's figuring out its identity, especially with the fact that yeah, they did spend money this summer. They bring in three senior players, and two of them have kind of, frankly, all three of them have slid in and basically become starters. But you know, this was a team that six months ago had Romelu Lukaku to come off the bench and, you know, had Fellaini to come off the bench. Not that he was really anything prolific, but I just look at what, what they're able to rotate around. And I don't know. Like I, I really think that this United team is going to finish out the season similar to Liverpool, like uh, either Klopp's first year or Rogers first year where they end up finishing in like eighth or seventh. Like I just, and so and more if, so than if, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, I I really yeah, do. Andrew's starting to get a taste for the youngsters. Huh. Whoa, Welcome, I Andrew. Mean, look, Welcome, Tammy Abraham. Enjoy the look, buffet. I, well, what I've said about Chelsea has been is the same. Still the same question. The the question hasn't been definitively answered, but so far it has. Who's going to score the goals? And it's the same problem with United. The only the only attacking chances they're creating is can we get a penalty? And then more importantly, can they score that penalty? I haven't been proven right really on a consistent basis with either of those. And just on the fact that West Ham took them down last year at the Olympic Stadium and the the year before that like United the last two times they've gone to the Olympic Stadium they haven't gotten three points I, I think a, a draw is I, I'm right up there with you I'd go with the draw I, yeah. I think we get maybe a 1-1 a 2-2 well I mean just just by the the fact if West that Ham score United, three it's over oh yeah for sure and you know it's definitely possible but Felipe Anderson, their best attacking player, is going to be going head to head with uh, Aaron Wambasaka, who yep. did an absolute job on James Madison last week, and I, I thought that was uh, one of the more impressive performances that people weren't really talking about. And fo- he followed it up. Poor Aaron Wambasaka. He followed it up with uh, the announcement that he's going to be a seventy-eight in the next FIFA, which is just criminal. <sighs> Like, come That's on, man. But the guy's locked down like multiple of the best players in the league for Crystal Palace, and he looks like he's starting to do the same thing at United. So, uh, 
give this man a give this man an overall rating bump fifa come on yeah um yeah yeah so on, that, that's probably on. the biggest matchup to watch in this game if felipe anderson can consistently create anything off that wing and uh, not be neutralized himself by Aaron one basaka then west ham have a chance to score two or three but uh yeah I'm, I, the one i wanted to say about united like you said they did uh or they haven't won there the last two or three times they've gone but just by the nature of them being manchester united like I don't want to be too disrespectful. They always go to any other uh, team outside of the top six, expecting to win those games. Like that's the expectation will always be uh, just being realistic and looking around you in the table. It's not the worst result if you draw two, two, you know? So um, no, it's definitely not. I think though, this is a bigger game for West Ham than it is for you for Manchester United, because I think for West Ham, this is a chance for them to show that like, if if they win this game, they should absolutely believe that they can finish above the table than United. And like I, uh, we'll see well, if Mancini. I yeah, I don't know. We're not Mancini. We'll see if uh, Pellegrini can get them up for it. I don't know how I got those two mixed up. The next game on our Sunday slate, it's going up against the bigger game on Sunday. But that would be Arsenal taking on Aston Villa. This one at the Emirates. Will Unai Emery get the starting eleven right? Well, see, this is where I wish we had Javier here because the question I would ask him is, when was the last time you felt Unai Emery really got a starting 11 right? <laughs> and I mean after the game because all the time I'll be texting with him when lineups come out and he's just like, I really like this lineup, man. Ceballos and Ozil, that's two really good creative players that can go in and out, inside and outside against Watford. I'm just like, no, man, you should never be starting Ozil in a Premier League game away from home. Uh, save him for Europa League. And that's, I mean, that's another big storyline uh, that Arsenal have to contend with. They have their toughest Europa League group stage game uh, this week. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday night, so they travel to Eintracht Frankfurt uh, tomorrow in, I think, the early slated game. So I'll get to watch that on my lunch hour at like one o'clock. But, you know, Eintracht are, are not a good team, but they're the toughest team that Arsenal have in their Europa League group. And... Uh, Chelsea just played them in the semifinal of the Europa League last year, and the game in Frankfurt was one of those games where it, it was similar to that Liverpool game with Napoli yesterday. You guys created so many chances, just got a little bit unlucky, and didn't end up getting the, the win. Chelsea got a 1-1 draw there, but probably should have won 4-1 against Eintracht Frankfurt. They're not a good defensive team, and if Arsenal are even 75% of themselves, they should win that one. But what if it goes wrong? And there's always a potential for it to go wrong with Arsenal's defenders and whoever they choose in the back line. So uh, how does that trip affect them coming back to Aston Villa? Do they over uh, and playing them at home? Do they overlook it slightly? I, I this is actually part of the uh, NBC Sports Predictor app uh, picks of the week, and I, I'm going to go two one Arsenal, but I think it's going to be a cagey one that leaves the Arsenal fans with kind of like a bitter taste in their mouth, where they're thinking to themselves. Man, why was that so tough? Like Aston Villa are decent, but we should be beating them by a, a few more goals than that. So um, yeah, I'll say I'll say two one Arsenal for that one. I'm kind of right there up there up there with you. Look, I'm looking at what Aston Villa has done in the Premier League. Open the year, they play well again, away against Tottenham the whole game, and then Ndombele scores and Tottenham get the late two goals to get the three one win. They lose at home to Bournemouth. They they win at home against Everton. They lose away to Palace. They draw West Ham at home. I don't think they can beat Arsenal away. I really don't. Their best um, work will be done at home this year, for sure. 
100%. I really don't think they can get the draw, but I think that they I think they're going to make Arsenal work for it. And that's and I agree with you. The Thursday trip dealing with that game that is going to affect things, but I don't I haven't seen enough from Wesley to be like he can get a huge David Luiz error and finish off of it. You know what I mean? Like I haven't seen enough You yet underestimate to, to... David Luiz, Andrew. You <laughs> underestimate his powers. <laughs> I, right. I I don't know, man. I just have feelings but, about Villa. I mean, going off of that, I, I kind of predicted Villa to be like the Fulham equivalent this year. And it was mostly yeah. based off of their transfer window, making so many changes to the squad. And they were kind of forced into doing that. But I, I also just feel like they have really nice pieces and I accept and I like a lot of those players maybe individually more than I do uh, them totally as a team. And I think it kind of goes up to the management too, uh, where Dean Smith is a good coach, but it might be like a little too soon. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if just like Fulham with players with ba- like Babel and uh, Schuller last year and, and Mitrovic at times, there's a lot of players like Douglas Louise and uh, McGinn and Jack Grealish in this Aston Villa team that will stay in the Premier League whether Villa get relegated or not. And, you know, them going away from home, I will never pick them to get a result this season unless it's maybe against one of the a team as bad as them. So maybe then, but not not even for Arsenal. Look, if Lacazette slash Aubameyang can't score two goals against this Aston Villa Lacazette's defense. injured. Lacazette's injured. So it'll be Aubameyang, mm-hmm. Pepe, Ceballos. It's just assuming that should be it. Yeah. Yeah. If, they, if the three of them can't... I know Javier's been calling, oh, this is the week for Pepe. This is the week for Pepe. But but really, like, this should be the week for Pepe. This this really should. Like, You'd think so, but I think we all kind of <laughs> nodded our heads and agreed the last, like, four times Javier said it. So who knows? Well, not when he said Liverpool. Not Let's let's get that one right. I don't, think, I don't know if he said it for <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, I'll back him up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go check the tape. Uh, and that brings us to the biggest game of the weekend, which is Liverpool traveling to Chelsea 11.30 on Sunday. I'm excited for this one. I, I you think You should be. <laughs> um, there's one thing I'm expecting, and it's definitely goals. Um, Mason Mount going down injured in the Champions League. Liverpool playing, playing getting a good performance and a bad result in the Champions League. Chelsea getting a bad result in the Champions League. How did you guys play against Valencia? I didn't get to really watch it. it was, I mean, similar to you guys, good performance, bad result. We just didn't take our chances. Was, I think on the expected goals, it was uh, two two for Chelsea and almost one for uh, Valencia. But in the second half, they had maybe two chances uh, and scored one of them. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Mount injury... It sounds crazy at this point, and this does factor into the the Liverpool game. But in terms of composure or players with composure in the final third this season, there isn't really a question that Mason Mount is head and shoulders our best player, just sort of keeping a cool head and making the right decision on the ball, whether that's to you know, make a quick move or a a quick first touch and, and take a shot himself or play someone else in. Uh, our most experienced players are probably our worst in that regard. You know, William, Pedro, 
they're, they're, they're playing well in the middle of the park and at times dropping in defensively and helping, but just that little bit of class that uh, it requires to take those chances or create a better or execute a better uh, chance to try and score that's going to be missing and was missing uh, after Mount went out in that Valencia game. And the one X factor that I think uh, could bring that is going to be Pulisic. And I, I really hope he starts this game. I, I'm sure all the Americans are well. fuming about him not really starting that much so far this season. But this should be the game he starts. He just played really well against you guys in the Super Cup. We know he's 100%. you know he's got all the qualities that you need to try and get at that Liverpool defense when when you do eventually get out of your own half against them. So uh, yeah, I mean that's it's the one kind of X factor that I'm kind of clinging to uh, to give me hope of Chelsea getting a result here. And this is probably one of the first times in a few years now that you guys would come to Stamford Bridge like expecting to win. So you know I'm kind of I'm kind of like wondering how uh, how you guys take your chances when you do to get them because for the last two years I want to say uh, you guys haven't played too well at Stamford Bridge. You know the nope. the, the one one draw last year when Sturridge had the the amazing rip from thirty yards out right at the death and then I think we beat you one nil the year before. Yep, one hundred percent. So, it, and then the year before that was we did that we won in twenty sixteen. The year before that was yeah before we switched to the three four three with the uh, content. Yep. But, yep. But yeah, no, I, I'm not a big fan of the bridge hand up. But yeah, I I think Pulisic's probably the player I'm most worried about. Also, Tammy Abraham. I know he missed the penalty against us, but I don't know. We'll see if he plays with a little bit of his chip on his shoulder. Uh, I think Klopp's going to go back to his tried, true, your typical Liverpool 11, obviously, with Adrian. I think Wijnaldum, who didn't start against Napoli, comes right back in. Uh, the same front three, which didn't start last weekend, um, and because obviously Origi was out wide. But I, I think you're gonna. I think we know what we're going to get. I do think Liverpool concede in this one. Uh, my question is really, is it going to be 2-1 or is it going to be 3? I mean, Chelsea have been leaky at the back at times. You know, they conceded 2 to Wolves last weekend, and Wolves definitely aren't a team as cl- clinical as Liverpool are. But also, like, the formational change, I think I, wa- I really want to say 3-1 because I really want to say that I want to bet the over 3.5 in this game. But uh... Say 3-2. <laughs> Come on. Say 3-2. I don't know if I'm getting I – I don't know, man. I – we're definitely going to give you guys a couple chances, and that's the thing: is can Chelsea bury the chances that they got? Um, and and you're right. I I do think the Mason Mount thing is 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 considerable, but I, I'm gonna I'll take the three one Liverpool win, mainly because they they're gonna we need it. We need to take advantage of this game. We need to take advantage of the points that we have over City, um, and. This is this is a bigger game for us, in my opinion, than that Napoli game. And I know because that Napoli game is the hardest game we have in the championship. Yeah, and it was it's the first over. one. It was always going to be tough. Absolutely. Right. So I, we go into this game pretty healthy with everybody that I'd want available with the exception of our, our goalkeeper. Um, I, I think they can do it. And I think – but I will say – Frank did a good job managing against us the first time, and you sure. have tape on us. So we'll see how it plays out, but I am going to go 3-1. Three, three, Alex, what are you going to take? I'll say 2-2. Two, two. Um, it's a it's a big risk, I'll admit. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of similarities between this game and the uh, Super Cup where um, – you know, both teams kind of exchange spells where they're uh, in possession and like on top 
in, in the game. Uh, but obviously, Liverpool are far more clinical than us. And we managed to scrap a draw right at the end. Uh, I think it's going to be something along those lines. Uh, I, I, the main storyline for Chelsea, other than Mount, whether he's going to be... I think he does have a, a fitness test right before the game. But a part of me thinks that, that whether he passes the fitness test or not, Lampard will rest him just for the the further uh, long-term outlook of the season. Uh, a part of the, the part that I'm really interested in, other than that injury, is whether we stick with this 3-4-3 or not, which has been pretty successful in terms of performances, you could say. Uh, only two so far playing 3-4-3, but uh, we already look better uh, defensively. And when it was uh, Rudiger, Christensen, and Tomori in that back three against Wolves, it's the best we look defensively this season, which I know isn't saying much with all the goals we've conceded. But um, uh, And as if we do stick with that three at the back, will concede a little bit of control in midfield and probably be a bit more of a reactive team. N- nothing like parking the bus or being super defensive or anything, but we'll be looking to try and like set traps for Liverpool and create our own or manufacture our own counterattacks uh, out of those traps. So uh, I'll give us a chance. Hell, uh, Slavia Prague just went to Inter and got a draw. Yeah, <laughs> you know, anything is possible. Crazier things have happened. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say 2-2. I still believe. I still believe. I'm just so excited that we don't have to see Eden Hazard. Like that's easily my favorite part about this game. Yeah, because to be fair, guy, he hasn't he hadn't done much in the 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 Premier. Or no, I guess he scored last year against you guys, right? Never mind. Yeah. I thought oh, and, I was thinking yeah. of the year before. Yeah, like last year he was so good against us, and I'm just excited. Like, like I'm excited to not have to deal with that problem on Sunday. That that makes me sleep a little easier. Let's, uh, Alex, whip through your uh, Premier League p- predictor apps of the week. There's five games up there: Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, Brighton, West Ham United, uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Arsenal, Villa. Yeah, Burnley, Norwich. I'm. I'll say one-one. That's got draw written all over it. Remember, I didn't pick these people. These are five games provided by the app, and if you get all five of the results correct, you win fifty thousand dollars. So uh, I don't know why it isn't Tottenham Leicester or something like that. But yeah, 1-1 one, one, uh, between Burnley and Norwich. Uh, Newcastle Brighton, I'll say 2-1. Newcastle just exit. I'm, I'm willing to put a little bit of faith now in uh, Newcastle after recent performances. Uh, West Ham and uh, Manchester United, I'll say 2-1 West Ham. I'll take the, I'll take the 2-1 uh, win. Uh, Chelsea Liverpool just said 2-2. Two, two. And uh, Arsenal Aston Villa, I think I might have said this one too, but Arsenal uh, 2-1. And I don't think I mentioned my... Uh, better the week, but I'm gonna double down on that West Ham pick and take the plus 240 West Ham to win against Manchester United. I, I like those odds too good for a, a decent team at home playing against a kind of limping Manchester United right now. That's a good. That's a good point. And I will say, if you like the draw more, you get even better odds plus 250 on the draw. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I guess I was just trying to be uh, definitive. You know, none of that. No, none I feel of that, you. Uh, Namby pamby bullshit. <laughs> I feel like oh, I think they're gonna uh, draw. <laughs> uh, I I couple ridiculous odds to throw out for the weekend. Man City is minus one thousand against Watford, which means you'd have to put a thousand dollars up to win a hundred dollars. Or Watford, or, or more, or more of a fun bet. I hope my I hope my math isn't wrong here. Or you put up a hundred dollars to win a dollar. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. I might have messed that up. Right. No, it's it's 10. Might have been Never ten. Never mind. Yeah. Might have been ten dollars. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why I was and, a history major. <laughs> same, same. I took geometry in college, folks. Um, 
my bet of the week that I a couple other that I like and I went first of all I went three for three last week I'm six and three on the season I'm keeping track of this um, yeah I have to stop making co- fun of you for casting that such a wide net because you keep hitting on all of them and like it wouldn't be impressive if you kept getting like one out of the three right every week but because you got like all three of them right I was like oh damn Andrew okay <laughs> I made I made a little money last week and my aunt just gave me my check for my birthday from two months ago and uh, let's just say I I just want um, some sneakers that i'm gonna go we just want sneaker money um but i love so look you should have bought a pookie uh, jersey as a thank you to uh, him for uh for putting man city in a hole and for scoring to get you that that win in that bet if i'm buying jerseys right now i'm buying that psg that psg champions league white the white jersey that they wore today you know what no screw them and screw uh jordan air jordan because i looked at the highlights of that game today and i've got psg wearing white and real madrid wearing navy blue and i haven't been more confused in my entire life watching a game <laughs> that is fair but that kid is beautiful yeah it's nice um my official look i kind of like the palace wolves to draw at plus 200 is something i'm keeping my eye on palace wolves over two and a half goals um i think that's free money because that game has two one written all over it that's at plus 148 um i don't think it's going to hit, but I may take a flyer on Leicester Spurs over three and a half. Yeah, I'm thinking um, more low scoring p- in that one. I'm thinking uh, like me too. two, well, me two too. one at most for if one of them is yeah, going to win. But that's at plus 225, which makes me bullish on it. My official, my official bet of the weekend, though, is a result with both teams to score. So that's Liverpool plus two. That's at plus two twenty, and that's Liverpool to win over Chelsea. But both teams have to score for that to hit. I kind of like that. Like I said, I like a three one, um, I or even a two one. That gives me what I need. Um, I mean, so that's what I'm going to take for this week. I mean, I think the we absolute the absolute lock in that game is the over three point five goals you've got written down here. Like just pair those together. I might do both. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking is is I might do both. That that over is at plus 148. Um, I hit on a lot of plus, over 200s last week, which is nice to hit. But I'm putting down multiple bets here. Um, I'm gonna I, I will put out my official picks of the weekend. My lock of the weekend gets two units. My other bets get one. So that's how you can kind of. They uh, follow along with what I'm doing. I usually pick three bets for the weekend, and we'll put those out on the Ghost Goal Instagram and Twitter at Ghost Goal Pod at Andrew Pissarro at ASMOS92 and at Javier Rev. And remember to bet responsibly, people. Remember to bet responsibly. Yes. yes. My units are not Always. not big amounts of money here. So we're out here having yeah, fun. We're out here watching we're games, having, fun. having fun. We're having fun. Although to be fair, if I go like. If I keep up this six and three for like the rest of the season, where like you might be I'm, quitting the pod. Yeah, I might be quitting the pod to uh, to start to start gambling professionally. We'll we'll see. But uh, Alex, this was fun. This was a little old school OG pod for us today, as we uh, you know had had to take care of everything. So thank you for joining us and making some time. Um, until next week. Bye.